everybody. You're listening to The Big Chill Podcast. This is episode 425, Career Day. Chillians, and welcome back to the Big Chill Podcast. I'm Frank, joined as always with Eddie. Eddie, would you rather start with a food or a drink story? Um, <laughs> let's go food. Food, okay. Heinz, the makers of the famous ketchup, is unveiling a new dipping concoction. It's called the Dip and Crunch. Have you heard of this? No, I, I don't closely follow the news and updates from Heinz. Oh, well, you should start following them on Instagram. So this one, it's a special sauce. Uh, so it's made from tomato puree, molasses, sun-dried tomatoes, garlic powder, tamarind, onion powder, and spices. So slightly sounds kind of like a, a special sauce that, you know, like Cane's or In-N-Out or any of them make. But then it's two components so that is the sauce and then the other component is crumpled up potato chips with the idea that you dip it in the sauce and then into the potato chips to eat your burger or sandwich i'm, I'm just not a fan of this kind of stuff it seems totally unnecessary yeah not not a fan of the potato chip in the sandwich i mean no to be honest i i mean i wouldn't if someone made me a sandwich and, and they stuck potato chips in there and it wouldn't upset me but I, I don't – I would rather have potato chips on the side if I'm going to eat a sandwich. Like I don't need to stick them inside for the added texture or whatever it is. You don't need that crunch why. value. No. I can add a pickle or something for some crunch. So they tested it earlier this year at a jack-in-the-box, like a few in the West Coast, and supposedly people went ballistic for them. Maybe that was because Jack in the Box is so gross that they needed something <laughs> to tamper to down the, the taste. awful taste. <laughs> I mean, it's also one of those things, too, though. If you make it a novelty and if it's a limited edition or limited time only, people just lose their minds. Even if they don't like it, they just have to have it. It's like the kind of McRib yeah. concept, right? Like people cannot love the McRib all that much. But if you tell them there's all the McRib is on sale next week for just next week, they go and buy a McRib. Go wild. So what's the drink? Is it... Oh, you want to do the choose your own adventure, but choose both adventures? <laughs> well, I didn't realize they were mutually exclusive. I thought it was which story are we starting with, not which is the story you're being told. Well, I guess you have a special choose your own adventure. You get both stories. This comes from us, from our friends at BuzzFeed. Clickbait just for you. Do you want to guess at what the title is? No, this is impossible. <laughs> I don't know where you think I'm just going to talk I bet you in. could. Bartenders uh, are sharing their unspoken rules that they're oh, tired shit. of everyone breaking. <laughs> I hate this crap. I hate this so much. I know much. you do. <laughs> for That's context, for listeners who are unaware, I spent a significant amount of time in my sort of like my, when I was in university and then in my early 20s working in bars. So it is, you know, I am familiar with the struggles of working in a bar, but consistently what annoys me is this idea that. It's the idea that in any way the frustrations that bar staff have with customers are different from the frustrations that 
anyone who ever deals with customers will have like okay the or drunken humans for some of yeah them. <laughs> it's like it's just people are annoying when you have to deal with other people it is annoying most of the time okay when they're drunk maybe a little bit the dynamic shifts slightly but fundamentally it's just down to the fact that people are rude and annoying the other thing that really bothers me before we get to your list and bar staff are not alone in doing this i hate it when comedians also fall into this they they'll like refer to non bar staff or non-comedians as sort of like civilians you know like as if there's <laughs> comedians love to do this like you'll often, yeah as if you know as if they're in the you know the arm the military but just this concept that like oh no what we do no one else can possibly relate to how you yeah you it can't is. understand it you, don't you can't know understand what, what it is like. to like i work at night you don't get it i i i I go to sleep at 4 a.m. and I don't wake up till 11. You couldn't wrap your head around this concept. You know, like it's all these crazy stuff. All my friends are funny. You you wouldn't get it. You know, it's it's so That's stupid. the comedian bit. That's not bartenders, right? Yeah. Although <laughs> I, I'd argue that most bartenders are probably funnier than most comedians. But yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a hot take. Should we just start going into random bars and be like, all right, you got five minutes. Give, us give, me, your, yeah. give me your best set. <laughs> That'd actually be really funny. Can you do crowd work? <laughs> I'm sh- I would actually, there's got to be a decent amount of comedians who are bartenders because of the whole like night aspect. Yeah. Although in some ways, I guess, I guess it depends on the kind of bar work. In some ways you're kind of eating up when you would be a comedian. But uh, yeah, it's kind of what I'm thinking though is if like, you're always up being a comedian, the days you're not on set, maybe you're bartending because you're just used to that time slot. I guess, but um, I think if you're a struggling comedian and you're just trying to get stage time, you know, you're going to like open Every mics day. and stuff, you need your night free. True. So maybe you're working as a waiter during the day or you know something flexible like that or working in a bar during the day. But yeah, I think if you're working a night job, it would just make it virtually impossible to get anywhere. Yeah. I know people have been dying for our take on how they can pursue their career in bartending and in stand-up comedy simultaneously. Quite the niche. Uh, okay, so these are so bad. Have your order ready when I get to you. Don't start this asking is a co- people what you want. That's a that's a general life complaint. I don't want someone to come up to me and then when they're about to speak, go, um, can you give me 20 seconds before we start talking? Yep, same if you're in McDonald's. Yeah. And someone, and you're waiting in line, and someone gets to the front of the line, and then says, oh, "I'm not sure. Can you recommend something?" You know, I mean, less likely to happen. Whoa, 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 whoa. But... Don't don't combine ones, Eddie, because you just combined one there. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> I mean those two do tend to relate to each other because you do get tend to get the person who doesn't know what they want and then ask for the recommendation. And I do get it if it's a really. I think that comes down to the bar you're in, though. If you're dealing with a really packed bar, it is very frustrating to be kind of running from one person to the next. And you know that person has had quite a bit of time to figure out what they want and to get to them and they don't know what they want. It is frustrating. Or and the type of bar too, right? Like if it's a yeah. if it's a nice fancy cocktail bar, then maybe Fine. you ask, you know, like, what do you suggest? This is what I like. It's part of your job then to help someone out. If, you, if you're calling yourself a mixologist and not a bartender, then... You probably are going to be in the. You need to be willing to give people recommendations. Former host of the podcast, Sam, used to call himself a cockologist, but that's a little different. <laughs> oh, sorry, cocktailologist. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, speak up. There's loud music. <laughs> I never had a big issue with. It. I worked in very loud bars. I never had a big issue with that. 
Um, what beers do you have? <laughs> same one. <laughs> it's annoying, but at the same time, I do kind of understand it. Like I, I, th- I find a lot of the things that people would get annoyed as when they're working in bars, they will fall into the trap of doing when they're not working. You know, like I, I still go to bars and I do try and see like, is there a menu somewhere? Are they written on the wall? You know, people will ask you what beers do you have while they're standing directly in front of the beer taps that list all the <laughs> beers. But I mean, sometimes I get it. How about this one? Does this used to piss you off, Eddie? Don't wave your hand, even with money. Still don't. We know you're thirsty. That's why you're here. The waving hands, like snapping your fingers, whistling, which does happen. All of those things. What's the most annoying thing someone's done to try and get your attention? I think clicking your fingers. I just wouldn't serve you. I mean, I I worked. I was lucky enough to work in places where you you were just able to turn someone away if you really wanted to if they had annoyed you enough that was reason enough for them to just i mean they weren't being like turfed out of the bar but that was reason enough for them to just be ignored and if you snapped your fingers at me i was probably going to snap them back and then ignore you, you mean one. like you'd snap their fingers yes yeah <laughs> Break exactly exactly yeah or how about this would this piss you off eddie <laughs> Do not call me barmaid, serving wench, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, well, people call me serving wench all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, look, I can understand that. I mean, and I hated when people used any kind of sort of name for me. Like chief? Anything. <laughs> I mean, French people love chef. You know, like, and you get a lot of chef, chef. But chef means uh, boss. It's a little different. It does. Right. So for, I, for I listeners who don't know that, yeah, they like, didn't think I was. Yeah. They didn't think I was going into the rolling. back to cook. Yeah, yeah. no, not back there flipping burgers. No, but yeah, I, I I hate it in general. Even if it was kind of complimentary, you know, like like say someone in English saying "boss," like "Hey, boss, could I get a beer?" I always felt like there was an undertone of yeah. condescension, and I I didn't like that at all. Just say "excuse me," "Hey," whatever. I you don't need to throw a nickname in on top of it. What about when you're coaching the 16-year-old girls from the soccer team that you coach and you're serving them? Is it okay to say, hey, coach? Coach Eddie. I mean, there was a period coach in my Eddie. life yeah, where <laughs> Coach Eddie got used, but I was their coach, so that was fine. Oh, that's okay? Okay. Yeah. And maybe, you know what? Maybe maybe I should go like NFL network standard and just insist that you call me coach still. <laughs> How about chain ordering? Did you hate that? Is that ordering one by one? Yeah, like, like you make I a drink, this, you come back, you make this, a drink. And I needed this. Yes. Again, there are moments where it's understandable. Like someone's come and asked them for something else or they've forgotten something. If you do it more than once, I would just turn around and say, is there going to be anything else? And if at that moment you say no and then try and add on, you know, kind of back of the line. That was just how I this would approach it. This is my favorite it. one. Don't eat the fruit out of the fruit tray. <laughs> Food is for drinks, not your grubby fingers. Never seen anyone do that. Legitimately never seen anyone do that. Are you it. serious? Because I know no. one of our friends who's done it. Who? Tim has done that. I've oh, seen I've, Tim do that at a bar. <laughs> I've never seen anyone do that. I, I will say this. I never worked in a bar where the fruit tray would have been accessible to the clients. Oh. It would have been at the back of, you know, I don't know why you'd be sticking anything that you were using to serve people on the sort of the front of the bar. That bit's weird to me anyway. I would say that's poor bar management. Yeah. 
the rest of them are all basically don't slap the bar. Don't ask for a stronger drink. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think. Don't serve after closing. Yeah. But um, again, these are, and this, this is the thing. All of these things that bartenders will complain about, they will be guilty of doing themselves at one moment in time. So, I mean, not all of them, I guess. There are some that are just flat out rude, but. Oh, how about this one, Eddie? How many times has this happened to you? Don't reach behind the bar and try and grab me. Oh, that happens a lot. Like that ass happens. Or People arm. arm. I, I mean, if it, if it was a sexual contact, that I would have been fine with that. <laughs> but no, it's people. It's people grabbing you to get your attention. You're walking by. They're reaching out and grabbing you, or you'll be making a drink with your back, you know, to to that person, and then they're reaching to kind of kind of get your attention. That happens on a nightly basis. If they do that, do you then just grab their head and smash it on the bar? Is that no? I'd grab horrible? their arm. I'd grab their wrist a lot and twist so their wrist. So if someone snaps fingers, you snap their fingers. If someone grabs your arm, you grab their arm back. <laughs> Oh no! If you if you grabbed me, I would be grabbing your wrist and twisting your wrist for sure, and you would know not to do that again. That was like that like was a, definitely like happening. a twist burn, like when you twist and burn someone. Just one, just one, and you know you oh, just okay. take one arm on their wrist and just twist their wrist a bit. I wasn't gonna like snap your arm, but it was not gonna feel great. You were gonna know that I didn't enjoy it. How about if someone tried to get behind the bar? Um, I mean that did happen too. That was rare though. Well, actually, and mostly. One that like, I think that could happen. What about the, because like where the taps were where you worked, they were up front. How often were people trying to like fill their own beer up? Pour their own beer? Not as often as you'd think. I think for the most part, people are smart enough to know that there's no way they can get away with that. You do see people do that. Occasionally, people would be so annoyed or frustrated that they would intentionally push the tap to, you know, and that's the, that was their kind of anger move. That I was going to really care about the waste that was going on, but uh, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Uh, the only time I've ever really seen that happen, to a great degree, I know a friend in university, and we used to go to a bar regularly that had two floors, and the top floor also had its own bar, but it was rarely open. So you know, you'd kind of have a bar space up there that you'd go and sit, but the actual bar itself rarely had anyone working behind it. And one day, but the the queue, the lines. And the wait time downstairs sometimes would be just forever if there was a big match on or something, or if it was just like a night where a lot of students were out. And one day he got so frustrated, he just went and poured himself a beer. He was surprised to find out that the taps weren't switched off and he just poured <laughs> himself a beer and then left the money on the counter for the cost of the pint. So he just left it there in change. And then a bouncer was immediately upstairs grabbing him and dragging him out. And he tried to argue that he paid for it. Like it wasn't like he was trying to steal anything, but he got barred. Understandably so. But yeah, he was never allowed back in. Last one. Don't rip my expensive North Face jacket. Have you ever seen someone <laughs> at a bar do that to someone who works at a bar? Yeah. And I've seen that same person stick their fingers up that guy's butt. <laughs> <laughs> that one wasn't on there, but... <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in general, that's a good rule of thumb anyway. Don't wear expensive or nice clothes when you're working. I think everyone makes that mistake at one moment or another. You think, oh, I look really good. I should wear this for my Friday night shift. thought and you were going with the other story for that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't have fingers stuck up your butt. 
depends on who you are. Some people like it. Maybe not during work hours. That was after shift, in fairness. Okay. The... Then anything goes, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's why it wasn't on the list, because he technically wasn't working. Yeah. I guess speaking of some of my past professions, we did a, we did mention this on a, an episode a few weeks ago, but on Friday I went back to to I to a school, an old school of mine to inspire the gen you know the generation of tomorrow. Great. In terms I of, hope they just listened to the first fifteen minutes <laughs> of this podcast. I did not bring the podcast up. I didn't consider. I know we have an explicit rating. I don't think we. I don't actually think there's that often where the our discussions are probably inappropriate for a 14 year old you know most of the time it's fairly normal with the occasional swear word but it's not too bad but yeah i I didn't feel comfortable telling them about the podcast experience because i didn't want to have to get i I thought i could maybe get in trouble for recommending an an explicit a technically explicitly rated podcast to a bunch of 12 to 14 year olds but no i went back to just speak to them about my career and inspire them and show them the the you know, the unusual career path that you can have and the different things they may not have thought about doing that were available to them once they got out of university. For the most part, it gave me, it gave me a lot of respect for middle school teachers. I will say <laughs> that because I had three different groups for 35 minutes each, keeping them engaged. And these groups were only seven or eight students each keeping them engaged for that period of time was a challenge. And you kind of fell into the, you know, it takes you right back to school. There are two or three of them who are into it. And then there are four or five of them who just could, would rather be anywhere else on earth. And it was also the day before spring break. And they were clearly just counting down the minutes until spring break was about to start. And the only interesting thing that kind of came out, I mean, There were some interesting discussions with them about careers, but the thing that made me really laugh, there was one moment I realized I kind of lost this group and we had about five minutes to go. So I just decided to ask them where they were going on spring break to just be like, I'll give up on any kind of conversation about careers. Let's just middle schoolers go to spring break. I mean, they're not going to Cancun, but they're going away with their family. Yeah. There's probably one who was like Cancun motherfucker. (laughs) One of them was going to Dubai. So that's not bad. Close enough. <laughs> one, one was going to Monaco. Oh, and that. that do you get in? Do you find out the parents for that one? <laughs> that might be a connection. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, and, and so they we kind of went through just quickly where they were going, and then they asked me where I was going, and I said I don't get spring break, and they were stunned by this. This was like a revel revelation for these kids that you don't get spring break as an adult which kind of surprised me because i feel like as a 12 to 14 year old i understood that my parents did not get the same time off that i got as a student but all of them were stunned by this and then i said yeah and it gets even worse i don't get three months off over the summer either and then they lost their minds (laughs) (laughs) and one girl was just she said are you she was like are you serious She's like, how many weeks off do you get per year then? And I said, I mean, like, you get a lot in France, but probably get six to eight weeks off per year. And she was like, only eight weeks? That's a lot when you're an adult. And she turned around, she said, she kind of stared at me for a second. She said, I'm going to kill myself before I become an adult. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
my my career day has been successful. I have successfully inspired one person. Wow. <laughs> or maybe you uh, got the help that person needed. <laughs> yeah. No. She seemed to have, she then proceeded when 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 her, the, she was in the first group, and when her group finished, she, she then said, "Oh, who's in your next group?" And I read off a list of names, and she went, "They all suck. None of them are cool kids." <laughs> I said, "I'll tell them you said that," and she said, "Do it. I don't care." And walked out. Wow! Don't give it. Yeah, she was. She was clearly high up the, uh, the social, social ladder chain. within the school. Yeah. Did she tell you to stop trying to make fetch happen? To make what happen? Fetch. Fetch. This is a reference that I. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. It's it's strange. Well, I mean, I know you're in a university all the time, so you kind of get to experience that on an almost daily basis. But it is very weird walking back into a school. I think the thing that I remembered, I saw well, some. Let me old... clarify though, the university's school is quite different than like the way a high school is formed. No, for sure, but it's still people at a time of their lives that you will never experience again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, and it's like a flashback to that. And I think if I revisited my university, I'd have that same weird feeling. But you might not because you kind of still exist within that constantly. You'd have the feeling but, of like, where did it all go wrong? I, I will say this. I, I maybe this, and this is an interesting question for you because I spoke to a couple of old teachers. Some of them I was speaking to, I cannot remember how I passed some classes. If you see, like, I wasn't a bad student, but I legitimately, I know if you sat me down and gave me a calculus exam right now, that I would fail it miserably. Like, I, I cannot remember any of that. And there is part of me that genuinely can't remember ever knowing it. Like, there's things I know I've forgotten, if you see what I mean. Like, I can remember, oh, yeah, I, for the most part, at one moment yeah. in time knew this but stuff like calculus some aspects of physics i just can't remember ever knowing it welcome to my world eddie <laughs> yeah, i mean you have a terrible <laughs> you have a terrible memory so it's a very different but you know what i mean like i just think back on on some stuff from 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 being a student and i just think i like i can't and i never have those dreams of like i have the waking up for a test you don't have or any of that bit. But I do legitimately sometimes dream just about the test experience and and just being baffled by the fact that at any moment in my life I actually took this test. I think that's the thing just kind of blows my mind. I almost have more respect for 15-year-old me than I have for 34-year-old me. <laughs> for me, it's I don't actually remember taking some of the classes I took. Like, I don't remember what my senior year English was. What do you mean? What do you mean you like, don't remember I what don't, it was? I don't remember who the teacher was. I don't oh remember my God. what the classroom was. I don't remember what we what we read or anything. I don't know if I even had senior English. I had to have. <laughs> okay, see, that I'm not that bad. Yeah, that's, that might just be <laughs> early onset dementia. I think that's, that's your CTE. If that's you different. asked me... If you asked me what books did we read in high school? You couldn't name one? 
I could maybe name one. And would that be a guess, though? Would it just be like, I know people no, read the I, I remember. No, cause, no, I, I remember. Actually, I don't remember what the name of it is. Just remember book. I remember book. <laughs> Me read book one day. Yeah. And we read a lot, too. Yeah. I mean, there's part of it. There's, there's like elements of being. It kind of blows my mind, like how early I got up to go to school. That's another part. When I think back on being a, a kid. You know what I mean? Like I was at school at 7.30 in the morning. I was, I was consistently waking up. Wow, I think that's pretty early. Yeah. I mean, the worst was we've, we've, we've spoken about my, my swimming days and all those records I hold in Salt Lake City. There was, a, there was a period when the swim team would start before school. Our, the swim team I was on was not part of our school system. It was a separate uh, swimming t- swim team. But we would go to practice before school. So we'd go to practice at like 6 in the morning. And then we go to practice again after school. And, and that's like something I couldn't do now. If you see what I mean, just the, just the, t- not, I, not the fitness or anything. It's just literally the being well, awake and functioning. The too, but. Oh, the fingers, yeah, <laughs> no, of course. But I would argue that most adults now, if they're doing some level of fitness, it's probably that early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're probably not doing two a days though. No, probably not doing two days. <laughs> but, yeah. We can do the normal reminder. If you aren't following us on Instagram or Twitter, search for us. Search for the Big Chill Podcast on either one. I think we're, we're kind of more active on Twitter than we are on Instagram, but we're we're working on improving our our activity on both fronts. And then you can also search for the Big Chill Podcast on YouTube and follow and subscribe there. Again, most stuff doesn't go out on the YouTube channel, but there are occasionally videos that only go out on YouTube that do not make uh, the podcast itself. And also our interviews do go up on our YouTube channel. So it's an opportunity to see our guests and, and it's also the interview only segment. So sometimes if you want to catch the interview, but you don't want to deal with the first 30 minutes, that's the place to do it. And also if you are listening Always great, as I say, if you can recommend the podcast to a friend. But most importantly, please leave, you know, a review and a rating. It just helps helps this with the other podcast. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you do.